Well, hello and welcome to the Smells Like Money podcast. Join me, Suzanne Chin-Taylor, the doo-doo diva, as I interview guests who are making an impact on how we manage and operate systems for conveying and treating wastewater. As a veteran of the wastewater, trenchless, and civil infrastructure industry, each week, I'll be bringing you industry know-how from industry pros who know how. Join me each week as I speak with representatives of organizations that are utilizing disruptive or new technologies and methods, and executives who are excited to share how to be successful and sustainable in our vital industry. So whether you want to learn about the latest trends in technology, in treatment or trenchless, gain tips on training and retaining great talent, or simply how to be more efficient, productive, or profitable, this podcast is for you. Ready? Let's dive right in. Well, hello, and I am Suzanne Chin, the doo-doo diva from the Smells Like Money podcast, joined here by Nick Spano of Essential Equipment. And this week's episode is brought to you live from a very special venue here at the WWET T-Show 2023 in Indianapolis. And a special thanks to our sponsor, RapidView, who's graciously donated a part of their booth so we could record these interviews and podcasts over the course of the couple of days of the show. So thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy this special episode. Thank you for joining us. Right now, we are visiting with Alex Churchill, who is the CEO of InfoSense. And we're going to be talking about an interesting technology for assessment and inspecting of sewer lines that you may or may not be familiar with, and that is acoustic inspection. But there's been a lot of misnomers or misunderstanding about exactly what acoustic inspection is. And so Alex, can you kind of give us a rundown 101 <laughs> of exactly what this technology does and how it is used by asset owners for, uh, I guess you could say assessing the health or condition of their buried infrastructure. Uh, sure, thanks, Susan. Um, so I would say there's, uh, to, to start off, there's multiple different versions of acoustic inspection technology. So if you think about it, there's, uh, there's a uh, technology used for water leak detection. A lot mm -hmm. of that is passive. So it's listening to try to find the leak and, and tease the leaks noise out from mm -hmm. the background. There's, um, there are some active uh, other products that, that try to excite the, the pipe wall, especially in mm. water pipes. Um, those generally are focused in the, on the water side. So there's, there's that piece. And then there's uh, things that a lot of people are familiar with. Uh, LIDAR, radar, sonar, ultrasound, all those other technologies that are out there are what we call, what I would call reflective. So they're emitting a signal into their environment and they're listening back for reflection. So those are some of the other types uh, of acoustic and, and, and other inspection technologies that are out there. What our product does and kind of the innovation in the sewer line rapid assessment tool, uh, what the innovation is, is that we are sending a known signal through a pipe and we're listening for how that known signal is uh, impacted or, or affected by conditions within the pipe. So. We have an active transmit and receive process versus uh, transmitting and listening back for reflection. If that makes sense. Yeah, a bit. Can 
but then how can you tell when things are good and when things are bad? What are you, what does it feed back to you so you can tell? Yeah, so uh, it, it, with our product, it, the, uh, the transmitter is going through this range of tones. They're acoustic, they're loud, and uh, they're going from a low bass to a high treble. It, it's, uh, you know, it's loud, over 100 decibels at, at the speaker, uh, at the source when you're, when you're doing this. Um, that transmitted signal, that known signal, we're sending that same signal every time. And we're, that signal is being transmitted in the air gap above the flow and small diameter okay. gravity sewer. So six to 18 inch gravity sewer is kind of our sweet spot. That signal is being picked up in the adjacent manhole by the receiver. So we have a transmitter on one manhole, receiver on the adjacent one. Transmitter's yelling, receiver's listening. The receiver knows what the transmitter's yelling. It knows what it hears, and it can use the difference between those two to give you an assessment of blockage. Okay. So it's programmed in to know like the ideal uh, sound, what it's, amplitude, uh, and so. So I think our, our product was uh, was AI before AI was cool. So okay. uh, so it, it's really using statistical signal processing. We're sending a known transmission. And we're, we're seeing how that message or that transmission is affected by the medium it's passing through, which in this case is the air gap in a gravity sewer pipe. So as that, if that sound signal is substantially degraded, there's something going on in that pipe physically that's going to degrade the flow capacity of that pipe, and that's what we're picking so up. So something like grease, yeah, okay. or uh, partially okay. collapsed pipe, uh, other anomalies, uh, things like a missing manhole identify as well because that sound signal is 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 going to be dissipated partially in that transmission process so that's really what we're picking up i'm yelling and i'm listening i know what a clean pipe should sound like do you sound like a clean pipe or not and, and we're and we're giving you a score based on that oh, that's a good way of explaining it so alex as this being like another tool in the toolbox as far as applications when would an asset owner use a tool like this in addition to or maybe in lieu of or maybe it isn't really in lieu of and kind of explain what what's what's the ideal situation for this yeah so um the way i would think about this like you just like you said it's another tool in your toolkit so this doesn't replace cctv it doesn't replace cleaning but what it does do is because we're the test we're doing takes about a minute and a half to three minutes uh, because there's no flow contact um, we can really cover a lot of ground with the SLRAT versus uh, versus the other technologies that are out there. So this is 10 to 20 times faster, 10 to 20 times cheaper than CCTV or cleaning. Like I said, it doesn't replace those, but it's kind of a first step, very low cost, very fast, low resolution view of blockage in your collection system that you can use. It's information you can use then to better direct your much more expensive cleaning and CCTV resources to make them more effective. And that's really what it's meant to do. Um, but think of this technology trying to answer the question of where am I gonna put my cleaning truck tomorrow or next week um, versus, and that's the difference. CCTV is a lot more of an engineering tool. So CCTV is focused on pipe wall condition. This is what pipes do I need to, to uh, rehab, reline, replace. You know, that's what the engineering folks want for their capital improvement planning. The SLRAD is more focused on the operations and maintenance side, which pipe do I need to clean next? And so that's, they all work in conjunction with each other, but that's the nuance and, and difference. 
Okay, so from the cleaning side of it, it's helping you identify quicker those lines that I, I got to do this one now and those that, oh, well, that one's fine. I can, yes. I can wait to do that one for another couple, couple months. Okay. Absolutely. Or a couple of years or 20 oh, years. Okay. Or, yeah. Why, yeah. Why would I clean a sewer pipe that doesn't need to be clean? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So think of this though, also as a program or a continuous process. So where I'd say the most typical thing we see with a municipality, and there's wide ranges of these things, but the most typical thing we see at this point is utilities cleaning on a five-year cycle. So they're cleaning, trying to clean about 20% of their system a year. They're trying to TV their system on about a 10-year cycle. So that's about trying to TV about 10% of their system a year. Think of the SORAT changing your maintenance strategy. So this becomes the first step in your program and you you would probably want to be looking at acoustically screening 50 to 100 percent of your system per year and then using that information to figure out which pipes you're actually going to clean and that can also help that can help prioritize where you're putting some of your cctv resources but it's it's a supplement too it's a, it's not a replacement for so you. about how many feet of pipe can a crew expect to to uh, acoustic uh, do an acoustic test on per day so an average, somebody was asking me this question earlier today at this show. So the average, uh, some good average numbers are about 1,500 to 2,500 feet per operating hour. So I talked oh, wow. with some municipal people that said, well, we really end up having practically about a six hour work day. By the time we get in, have meetings, get out to the job site, have lunch, all those things. You know, we have six actual working hours per day. How many, how many feet should we be able to do? And it's probably somewhere between nine and 12,000 feet on average for a for that six hour work day. Contractors, we're seeing higher, uh, you know, contractors, service providers, people that are focused on doing this usually work longer, you know, 10, 10 12 hour days. And we're seeing, uh, you know, somewhere 15 to, to low 20,000 feet per wow. day ranges. And the, the record, a lot of footage per day. Yeah, yeah, the record is a contractor who, uh, two guys uh, did 47,500 feet of inspection in an 11-hour day. So, yeah, it's almost wow. 10, 10 miles. They almost inspected 10 miles of sewer in one day. So That's incredible. Wow, yeah. so a city that might be under, you know, consent decree, this is something that could really help them come back into compliance quicker. It I could. See. It, it could, maybe. Yeah, it, and, and it has. We have uh, a number of utilities that we've worked with under a consent order. St. Louis is a, is a very big uh, city under a consent order, and they have integrated this into their overall program and, and renegotiated their uh, consent order to allow this to be used. So that's certainly something that, that uh, people that are in that situation can use. In that case, this is more of a triage tool. A lot of times, this is uh, um, if you're in that situation, you might not have had a, a good preventive maintenance program in the past, so you you might not have been cleaning twenty percent of your system proactively. You might have been more reactive. This is a way to help you kind of catch up and and screen that system and, and prioritize your problems. That's a really good point. Uh, I can imagine also. Is it is it popular for uh, like rear easements and, and difficult to access uh, pipelines? Like just a again, yeah. that'd be a really expensive cleaning yes. project. Yes, uh, um, that that is one of the applications that most people jump to when they see the equipment. 
the receiver weighs about 13 pounds. The transmitter Mm. weighs about 18. So when people say, oh, wow, compared to a CCTV camera or even a pole camera, this is much easier to to get in and out of places. So um, I would say that's a great application, but I would also think about using this programmatically and not just saying, oh, we're going to use this just Just for our easements or just on this. Uh, but but thinking about screening your entire system on a regular basis. Well, it's, as it's doing those acoustic readings, it just pop, kind of popped in my head because it's a big issue right now. Is I and I can it help pinpoint if there's I and I coming in? Not directly. So okay. I, I would say right. this is a. It, at times, this can give you an indication of I and I issues. But there might be something going on. Yeah. But more yeah. due to the high flow. Uh, conditions in the pipe. That would be more what we would be finding. And we would help you find high flow, but we wouldn't be able to tell you that it was I and I other than you could kind of map a, a base in an area maybe and, and see some patterns. But um, yeah, I would say kind of in that same vein, uh, we didn't talk about this before, but we don't tell you what the blockage is or or where it is in the pipe. And so that's kind of uh, we help you identify segments that have mm-hmm. potential issues, but it's up to the operator to then continue to delve further, whether they put in a pole camera, whether they CCTV the pipe next, whether they clean it and then CCTV or what, whatever protocol they want to use. We just can tell you, we yelled in this pipe and we listened in the other side and we know what a clean pipe should sound like. And this one didn't sound like that. There's something going on here. Does the system generate any kind of reports in case, you know, you have to turn something in for compliance? I know, you know, Nick mentioned something that the, the EP, was it the EPA counts this, you were saying, that as documentation? So I, I have never seen a place that where this wasn't allowed to be used as long as it's part of a program that the municipality okay. developed. So there's a, a CMOM is a right. common term in the industry. So if somebody has incorporated this into their CMOM program, I've never seen an, uh, a place where it hasn't been allowed by the regulator, but the regulator wants you to have a plan. So mm-hmm. what is your plan? And, you, and if you, obviously, if you haven't used it before, it's not in your plan. So you're going to have to have a plan to modify your plan to incorporate <laughs> this. Okay. Uh, but that's something that's been done many, many times. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, you know, up to each municipality and some are, uh, different states have different regulations. Some people, some utilities are under consent orders. Some are under federal consent orders. Some are under state consent orders. Mm-hmm. Those wow, are it's a complicated. Lot, a lot of complications, but yeah. um, overall, you know, this helps improve your system performance. Helps reduce overflows. Helps make you more efficient. It checks all the boxes that the regulators are looking for. But they're probably going to want to see a written plan that says how you're going to incorporate this. How you're this going in. to incorporate yes. it, not just hi, we're using this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, hopefully that answered the question. Yeah, it did. This sounds like a, a really interesting, you know, I know the price point on this is much, you know, lower than, than other things, but it just seems like it's a, a great add on to the existing toolbox. Just I'm thinking from an efficiency standpoint. Mm-hmm. Because as we know, we're having severe labor shortages mm-hmm. in this market and having to do more with fewer people that, um, as you were saying earlier, if I don't have to clean that pipe today and I can focus that worker, then maybe I don't have to burn him out today trying to get more feet done that he really needs to do and not cleaning pipe that doesn't really need to be 
clean. So, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, and I think back, you would had a question about uh, written records and reports. I think right. we kind of got off on the uh, uh, the regulatory side sure. of things, but um, all the documentations I've read about is you have to maintain written records. So almost mm -hmm. every NPDES permit or, or other permit requires that you some form of general language about regularly inspecting your system. I haven't seen any that specifies CCTV. They just specify inspection. That can be visual, that could be CCTV, it could be acoustics, it could be anything, but they do want you to regularly inspect your system and they want you to maintain written records. And so we allow you to manage, upload the, the data from, from the SO rack. There's a lot of other ways that you can enhance that data with uh, using our, our own software, uh, the Sewerline Data Organizer, but also a lot of people are using things like our GIS collector apps and, and other things. Mm -hmm. This works very well with a manhole inspection program. 90 to 95% of the effort of getting of doing an acoustic inspection is getting to the manhole and getting the lid off. And so if you can if you can get that lid off and you're there, why wouldn't you do at least a basic level one type manhole inspection? And so that's a lot of what we're seeing. And that's one of the kind of my soapbox items is that it just, it's a no brainer to, to, to spend once every year or every other year to try to look at every manhole in your system. And, and that's something I'd say the vast majority of utilities that have not done. So. so if a municipality is under consent and they want to incorporate this into their program, is there a resource for that? Is there examples uh, available? Or how, if somebody's listening to this and works for the municipality, what's the easiest way for them to uh, start the process of kind of incorporating this into a written plan? Yeah, so I would share I think if you're not under a consent order, which the majority of utilities are not under some sort of regulatory consent order. If you're not under a consent order, you have some freedom generally as part of your permitting language and permit process. To no, I'm sorry, if you are under a If you are not, yeah. if you're not, you have some flexi more right. flexibility to update your CMOM or to even create a CMOM program if you don't have one. Um, and that, that CMOM program goes by different names in California. I think it's called an, uh, an SSMP and in, in Texas, they have another name for it, but they all kind of boil down to this, this overall CMOM document. So you can, that's kind of up to you uh, as the system owner and operator to, to adjust your CMOM yourself. If you're under a, some sort of regulatory consent order or something like that, there's probably some more steps you're going to need to go through. You're going to need to bring the regulatory body in and educate them about what you're trying to do. What I've typically seen is there's some pilot or demo. Uh, I, I can think of one very large utility that the EPA asked them for what turned out to be about 150 miles of inspection as their pilot program. Wow. But they have thousands of miles of sewer. Once they completed that and showed the EPA the data and what they were planning on doing and, and showed them their plan, that it, this was accepted a, a, as a valid um, change to the old uh, requirement that you must CCTV this much pipe, you must clean this much pipe, you must inspect this many manholes. They said, "We get it. You, you don't. Why would you? Why would you clean clean pipe?" So, if you can show us and demonstrate you have some technology that helps you identify the pipes that are clean then 
you only need to clean the pipes if you need to. Right. So, uh, but there's a lot of different uh, moving parts there and regulatory, legal, and all those that we don't really, um, we sell the equipment or, or sell the service. Right. We sell, we, we sell uh, the information that you're, you're able to uh, to gather with the equipment, but we're, we're really not involved at the uh, at the regulatory. Yeah, level. the regulatory gotcha. and, right. and, and negotiating. That doesn't sound like a good time. Like, yeah. uh, I'm not I'm not a lawyer, and I did not say it all day <laughs> last night. So, <laughs> well, for those of you who want more information on this or to do a deeper dive, uh, where can they learn more about this online, Alex? So Susan, uh, they could go to infosense.com. That's our website. So we're the manufacturer, Infosense, based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, the product is the sewer line rapid assessment tool or SL-RAT. If you look it up, you can Google search and, and you should be able to find the product. A lot of information on the website, case studies, uh, contact information, all that kind of stuff. Or you can email sales at infosense.com and we'll make sure to, uh, to get your questions and, and uh, inquiry to the right place. All right. Well, Great. thank you. And thank you for sharing all of your knowledge and, you know, just this great option for asset owners for the maintenance of their lines or buried assets. Well, yeah, thanks, thanks, Susan. Thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, thank you. And thanks, right. Nick. Yeah, yeah thanks, appreciate Alex. it. Sure thing. Have a great afternoon. You too. Thanks so much for joining me, the Doo Doo Diva, on this week's episode of Smells Like Money. What stood out to you this week? Share your takeaways by leaving me a review. You can find out more about the new technologies, creating sustainable solutions and insights on how to succeed in our vital industry by subscribing to the show. Whether you wanna learn about the latest trends in wastewater infrastructure, treatment or trenchless, you've got it all right here at Smells Like Money. If you're an industry expert and would like to be considered as a guest for the show, book a quick chat with me by visiting calendly.com forward slash the Tuit group forward slash B dash A dash podcast dash guest, or simply click the link in the show notes below. Until next week, a big shout out to all my industry friends and those who will be. You are my superheroes. Thanks for tuning in, keeping it flowing, and we'll see you all next week.